This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Touchdown, Kansas City! Damian Williams runs to immortality! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Addison, wow. Sounds like something at a poetry slam, Dave. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Jayton Alexander with six, crosses over, drives in, drives to the basket, shot is good! 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 And one! Everything happening in the sports world. And the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I've always had trouble with my hammy, and it's just been, it's kind of chronic. And there's just really nothing I can do about it. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hasn't it been kind of a gloomy morning today? Yeah, it really has because, uh, you know, last night uh, was a little earlier ending to the boys' basketball season than we had hoped. Uh, Emporia came into town, very good basketball team, and and uh, great game. Yeah. Great game at the Roundhouse. I mean, for the people that showed up, it was, uh, you know, it was a really well-played game, uh, very exciting uh, lots of you know swings in the game, bullpups. If you hit, if you went by time of possession, uh, the bullpups would have won the game because they definitely had the lead a lot more than Emporia did. But uh, the bullpups, you know, had the lead late. Emporia came back and tied it, and then Emporia dominated in the overtime to move on, and they'll play at Andover on Friday. Yeah, it was a busy night to open up sub-state play, and of course the boys were playing game number one of the sub-state. Girls are in action tonight, and we'll talk about that here in just a little bit, but going back to the boys' game last night, it felt like we knew the scouting report, and Coach Kinneman knew the scouting report, told us the three things that they really had to focus in on. Number one, they had to out-hustle Emporia because he knew Emporia was going to be able to dive all over the floor grab loose rebounds. Number two, offensive or box out on free throw rebounding. That was one thing that he noted to us several times. They got killed on the offensive rebounds for Emporia, especially at the free throw line. And number three, they were going to need to make some shots down the stretch. And they had some great looks. Nothing wanted to fall down in the overtime and in the final minutes. And the three things that we kind of knew in the scouting report all came true and they just couldn't find a way to finish down the stretch. Well, there were no surprises, and we knew uh, their big kid, uh, Snyder, I believe his name was, if I remember right. Uh, he was really, really good. Played all 36 minutes. The guy's got a motor like you can't believe. I mean, he never once showed any signs of weariness in that game. Basically, their starters played the whole game. I think they had one guy. They played six guys, and the sixth player, I think, played like four minutes the whole game. They had two guys play every second of the game, one guy play all but 57 seconds, and one guy play all but three minutes and four seconds. So the four minutes and one second from Chance Gilpin was the only bench minutes. Yeah, so they played six guys, kind of an Ironman six. The Bullpups themselves only played seven. 
So it was really, uh, you know, uh, the players on the floor decided it. And uh, I think to me the biggest the, – the turning point for the uh, Bullpups was their inability to block out on free throw rebounds. And that really decided the game. It was a one-point game. Snyder goes the line, misses two. On the second miss, nobody blocks him out. He comes right charging down the center, gets a rebound, gets fouled again. This time he makes two. And uh, that really – to me, that was kind of the uh, turning point in the game. And then the Bullpups turned it over probably three times in the last four or five possessions they had. I think they had three turnovers and 16 turnovers. You're not going to win many games with 16 turnovers, especially with a team. You know, let's face it, McPherson didn't have a lot of room for air. They had to play very, very well uh, in most games to win. And uh, you can't turn over against a team like Emporia. And I tell you, if Emporia plays like it did here last night, Andover had better take them seriously because this is a very good Emporia team. They've won six out of seven, I believe it is now, and they have beaten some really good teams in this stretch. Andover, I know Andover put up 92 last night, but, uh, man, this Emporia team really impressed me. The other half of 5A in the substate, the other games that went on on the west side of the state, Bishop Carroll beat May South and Andover Central beat Mays. So that sets up a matchup of the two defending state champions, Bishop Carroll in 5A two years ago, Andover, Andover Central in 5A last year. So that's the matchup in one substate pod. And then, of course, Emporia will play Andover. The upset of the night came with the 14 seed Valley Center beating Goddard Eisenhower 55-52. That means that Cape and Mount Carmel, the six, will be hosting Valley Center. And then the other game in the bottom of the bracket, Great Ben will be playing Hayes. Well, Great Ben was my one team of the four that I didn't think could make it through. And, uh, you know, Great Ben was very fortunate. I didn't know what to expect from Goddard Eisenhower. I know their record was really good this year, but uh, they got upset at home. Uh, I'm really interested to see this. Andover Central, Carroll game. Yep. Because, you know, the, uh, the, the the saying always is the team with the best player on the floor has the best chance to win. And Xavier Xavier Bell, to me, will be the best player on the floor. Can he raise his game to such a rarefied level that he elevates his other teammates? You know, they got some other good players. Uh, the uh, Jerome Washington's a good player. Uh, young Herm, Jesse Herman's son's a good player. Boy, Carroll's just so fundamentally sound. I just don't think that even if Xavier goes for 35, I don't think they can beat Carroll. Well, we'll go back to the game last night here in just a moment, and I don't want to harp on this too much, but do you remember last Tuesday in the game at Augusta? Oh, I, and I was going to bring that up. And but then I we just... came here on Wednesday and talked about what happened, and we talked about the ramifications of that game and what it meant for sub-state standings. And I know that Coach Kinneman says, hey, the, the, the game happened, it doesn't matter, it's right. over, we got our draw, but this is just the other side of that. If the Bullpups win that game at Augusta, and who knows, they might not have won even yeah. if, the, if the bad calls would have gone the other and, way. And, by the way, the official emailed Coach Kinneman and said, I blew the call. So well, that, that doesn't that, matter yeah, when it no comes to Yeah, no solace now. But. but if that had gone the way of the Bullpups, very likely, they would have been the number five seed and would have been playing Arc City last night, who has really struggled to score all year. It would have been a much easier matchup. Then if they would have won that game, they would have likely played Great Bend, who is a much better matchup than Andover. 
And so the woulda, coulda, shoulda, it happens, but it certainly didn't feel good after seeing what happened last night. No, it really didn't, and we sat there, and we kind of knew this might happen. And if they had been the six, which was another possibility, well, they would have played Valley Center, who beat the number three Goddard Eisenhower. Right. And so... It's the woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. When you're wearing your red and you start thinking about it, and I know they don't want to dive into it either. It it doesn't matter. I mean, it is what it is. You know, like you say, who's to say that the Bullpups would have held on and beat Augusta? Um, They would have had a lot better chance. Well, and you know, really, you know, uh, going in this season, we love the challenge of the schedule. But in retrospect, given the inexperience of this team this year, one starter back in Cody Stuffelbean. Seth Madron was a sixth man as a freshman. The rest of the starters were all JV kids from the year before. Maybe this wasn't the best year to play, maybe the most ambitious schedule of any team in Class 5A. But you look at the schedule, I, you know, I broke it down in my column day. I did, of course, I did a season review. The teams the Bullpups lost to, the majority of them will be at playing in the state tournament next or week. at least will pose as a big threat in a right. sub-state final on Friday or Saturday exactly. night. Exactly. So they played a, a tremendous schedule. They may have very well played the. I think Piper will win four A. I think Wichita Collegiate will win three A. I think Andale will make state and do some serious damage. I don't know what Derby's status is in six A. I have no idea. Derby's very capable though, and and. I don't think they'll win, but I no. think they can make it to state. Yeah, I think they can make it to state too. But the theme I wrote in my column, and you can, and you know this as well as anybody, this was a team that in the most of those eight losses they had this year, what was the common thread? They had the lead in the fourth quarter. They had the lead in the fourth quarter. And when you look at the eight losses, the six of the eight losses, they had a lead in the fourth quarter. Right. The only two, Andover and Piper, yeah. and those teams are very, very good. Yeah. But the other common theme from those six games and not only did they have a lead in the fourth quarter but the thing that really hurt them is turnovers down the stretch right they had a hard time taking care of the basketball in the final four three minutes of games and it hurt them last night in the overtime and that was kind of the theme but going back to this team and just looking at this year as a whole it was a great group of guys to be around coach Kinneman really enjoyed this team and when you went out to practice and, and watch this group compete and work hard together. Coach Kinneman really enjoyed practice this year. He enjoyed going to games. He enjoyed being around this group. And it was a fun year for us to cover this team as well. Yeah, and you look at those four seniors and you take them individually. The big man, Cody Stuffelbean, you know, we had fun with him all year in football. Uh, we will in track too because he, he could win a state championship in track. But, uh, you know, he's a guy, he's a football guy first, but he's a pretty good basketball player. And then you look at Hay Schmid, what he did, I mean, is maybe the most remarkable story in Kansas. It's, you know, hardly known outside of McPherson, but overcoming cancer, you know, he missed the last, uh, the last half of last season. To even be playing was a miracle. It was a gift from God. And then you look at uh, 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 Sammy Pyle, fun-loving Sammy Pyle, who I thought squeezed every ounce, uh, you know, that he could out of his body. And then Cooper Courtney, I thought Coop made some great strides this year. Um, you know, he didn't hardly play last year on varsity, but uh, he really came on strong at the end of the year. And it's just a shame those guys don't have one more year because I thought they were really finding their way this year. Uh, you know, three of them 
as first-time starters, and then, of course, Cody. But they were fun guys. They're, they're smart kids off the floor. They're good ambassadors for the school. And like you said, Coach Kenneman really enjoyed going to practice every day this year. I'm not sure that's been the case uh, in the last few years because there was so much pressure in the in recent years because the Bullpups were so good. You know, they made it to state five years in a row until last year. And then the only reason they didn't go last year is because Bishop Carroll was really, really good. And uh, the other thing you have to remember, the Bullpups are back in 5A. You know, when they were they're in, the smallest team in 5A. Yeah, they're the smallest school in 5A. And, uh, you know, we didn't have that litany of all-state players or potential Mr. Basketballs like we've had in the past. This was just a group of guys that brought their lunch pails to work every day. They worked hard. Put they, on their boots. Put on their boots. Played to the best of their ability. It was just a team that maybe, you know, not as talented as those championship teams of the past, but they gave everything they had. And I think people, you know, we're spoiled. 13-8? and eight? How many teams would like to be 13-8? and eight? I can think of a lot of them. There's a lot of teams that like to be 13-8. and eight. And when you look at the 13-8 and eight record is the most losses the Bullpup team has had in 19 years. So how and that's a pretty good year. How lucky are we to go year after year and watch the high level this Bullpup team plays at? And it's been 37 years, I believe, since the Bullpups have had a losing season. I think it's, what, 82-83? Was yep. that the last year? 82-83, and they were 500 that year. <laughs> and then and, lost and in the then first lost game in the playoffs. Substate. So, you know, the bar is so high, it's almost unfair you know, these guys have to take the court. People expect, you know, they win 86% of their games at the Roundhouse. You know, in the last, whatever is it, 50 years, they've won 85, 86% of their games. I mean, that's a lot of pressure to put on kids. One more thing before we talk about the girls in action tonight. I made a comment to Coach Kinneman in the post game, and I hope he didn't interpret this as, man, you're getting old. But sometimes for older coaches, and I, I mean older as in older than like 30, Right. Sometimes it is harder to relate to the kids as you get older because they're way younger than you. They are interested in different things. They're worried about what's going on on Snapchat and Instagram and PlayStation. And for people that are older, it's hard to relate. And, well, and that's a lot of the time why you see some coaches step down as they go, I don't even know these kids anymore. Right. We don't have anything in common. And I think that what this year's group did is they – really took a – Coach Kinneman took a liking to them. They I did. think he did relate to this group a lot. Well, there was and a, I think it added a little pep to his step this There was year. a picture. I don't know where I saw it. Maybe it was Facebook. When we were interviewing – well, you were interviewing the seniors. I was typing my story. But the four seniors around Coach Kinneman, he looked as happy after a game as I've you know seen him in a long time. And you could tell those four seniors had a special you know connection with their coach. And you don't see that very often. And uh, just those four kids are great kids. They're going to go, I'll guarantee you, every one of them, they're going to be a success. Might see a senator in there, a lawyer, a doctor. But those four guys are all going to be big successes in their future. But it was a fun year. Ended a little shorter than we would have hoped. But it was a fun year for those guys, and I think they accomplished a lot. So, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll dive into night number two of Substate Basketball. As the Bullpup girls are at home tonight to take on Great Bend, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. 
According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve Sell, more sub-state basketball coming up tonight inside the McPherson Roundhouse. That's right. As the Bullpup Girls will be hosting the Great Bend Panthers in the 1-16 versus 16 game of sub-state play. With a win, McPherson would then either play Cape and Mount Carmel, who's 12-8, or Wichita Northwest, who is 10-10. But looking at this game here tonight, Steve, when it comes to the sub-state breakdown, I think that the McPherson girls are in the best position of anybody in 5A West to make it to state, which has the number one seed. Right. Usually that is the case. And then when you look at some of the other matchups, there is at least one problem for the team that is the higher seed in each sub-state. And what I mean by that is Andover Central is the number two. As Steve just kicked something over there and said, yeah. ow. Yeah. Please don't swear. Yeah, I didn't. Do I need to dump anything? No. no. Thought he was going to go, ugh. No, I'm good. But anyway, what I mean by that is Andover Central is the number two seed, and they have a problem in their sub-state pairing, and that is Goddard, the number seven seed. Goddard is a very good team, has one of the most talented players in the state Hackerot. and in the metro area. Number three, Bishop Carroll. They have a problem in their sub-state in number six, Mays, a team that is playing really well, has a ton of great players. Number four, Mays South. They have a problem in Salina Central, who has been one of the best teams in this area throughout the entire year. They were pretty much ranked number three or four in 5A throughout the entire season. So every team in their sub-state pod has a problem. And I don't mean that they're just going to go lose, but they have a tough game. And it was the same thing for the McPherson girls last year with Bishop Carroll. Bishop Carroll was a problem. That was a team that you did not want to see pop up on the schedule. And it doesn't mean that they will lose, but the Bullpups don't have as big of a problem in their sub-state as the number one seed as those other top four teams do. Yeah, I think it's going to be Capen uh, when when all when it all shakes out tonight. Capen, I think, believe has a six-foot-four center. They which, do. Which is always a problem because the Bullpups aren't very tall. I mean, Cassie... Well, actually, I think Grace is the tallest starter maybe at 5'10". I think Cassie's listed 5'9", but uh, you're giving away about half a foot. But I go back to the fact why the Bullpups are going to go very far this year is they play incredible defense. And no matter how they're playing offensively, that defense will always keep them in games. They barely give up over, what is it, 33 points a game, I believe it is. Their so average this year is 32 points per game. When you give up 32 points a game in 32 minutes, I'd say you got a pretty good chance to win. And when they score, almost double that. And they get so many points off their turnovers. Uh, you know, they, they're all really good athletes in basketball and other sports. You look at Emma Ruddle, state champion in track. Cassie Cooks, I think, just won a, some kind of powerlifting uh, at the state powerlifting. She won an event there. Cassidy Beam can run like the wind. Um, Grace Pyle, of course, can play just about anything she wants. She's just good in everything. Lauren Labertu. Lauren Labertu. Coach Adrian will be very excited yeah. to get her Lauren back. Lauren Labertu, terrific uh, soccer player. Uh, I'm leaving. God, I'm leaving somebody out. Who am I? Lakin Schieferich. 
you know, with her knee, you know, she probably won't be able to do anything uh, this spring. But uh, she she wants to work on getting that knee stronger. I think it's been a testament to uh, to Lake and anyone that's watched her play this year can tell that knee has been bothering her. And that big, you know, she wears a big brace, but she has gutted through it. You know, she hasn't had the year that I know she anticipated, but her goal is to get to 100% by next year when she goes to Washburn. But she's still the queen of calm. She's still that influence on the floor that the other girls look to. They know when the ball's in her hands, she's going to get it to the right person. The thing I think I like the most about this McPherson girls team going into this state tournament is this team has so much experience, not only in big games, but state games, sub-state games. When you look at the three seniors that are playing in this one, there were four to start with, and Andrea Sweat, Lakin Schieferk, Emma Ruddle, and Cassie Cooks, all four of them in that state championship team two years ago played huge roles as sophomores. Last year, all of them played huge roles as juniors, making it to the state semifinals and then eventually losing to that and then losing in the third-place game as well. But all, and then they played in a state championship game as freshmen. Then those juniors have been a part of it as well. And Coach Strathman talked about it at the time two years ago, but Cassidy Beam and Emma Malm, they stayed around and practiced with the team as freshmen. They were on the scout team, and they were a part of that state championship team as well. And I think that experience helped them. But with this team, they have so much combined experience for the state tournament, for big games, for sub-state finals. And I think that is something that can really carry this team a long way this year is that they've been there, they've done it, they have all had success in other sports, that there will not be a moment that's too big for this team. And they played maybe the best team in 6A, uh, you know, in the Mid-America Classic, took them down to the wire. Uh, That gives them plenty of confidence there. But, you know, there's no substitute for experience. And, and, And you look at them, you know, one can have an off night. Even two can have an off night. But not all four on the same night. It just does they're, they're too good of players for all four of them to be off on the same night. That is the only prayer Great Ben has tonight is somehow all four of them are off. That's not going to happen. What do you mean happen. all four? I mean the the four core scores, you okay. know, core, core scores. You kept saying four and I didn't know what well, sport we were Well, the core score. There's been four players that have been between what is it, 8 and 15 points a game. Those four, with then Lake and Schieferick sets them all up. She's the one that gets the ball to all these people. But the core four, you know. I just figured you were going to stick with five. No, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, uh, you know, shooters and 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 those core four have been pretty much around double digits all year. And then you got to me, Grace Pyle's a special player because she's the one that could just go for 25, you know, at the drop of a hat. Beam's not far behind. When she's hitting that three ball, she can pile up points in a hurry. And then Cassie Cooks on the inside does a great job of really using the glass. And uh, then, to me, the X factor on the team is Emma Ruddle. Because Emma Ruddle is so athletic, she can do on offense, on defense, she can get steals, and she can get to the basket just about any time she wants. Let's take one more break, Steve, and then one more final preview. We're running out of time here tonight for McPherson's girls taking on Great Bend in the sub-state opener tonight. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, 
Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, we're down to one minute left to go today. Wow. But looking forward to some more Bullpup basketball tonight inside the Roundhouse. Another sub-state opener. Bullpup girls taking on Great Bend. And that will start at 7 o'clock. We will take the air at 640. With a win tonight, the Bullpup girls would play the Cape and Mount Carmel or Wichita Northwest winner on Saturday night inside the Roundhouse. And we have seen Northwest. So. We have. We saw three games so of them. if Northwest beats Capen. I really feel good about McPherson's chances. We haven't seen Capen yet this year. I know. and But we did see Wichita Northwest that's, in the Mid-America Classic. Saying. Right. Yeah. And then the other games going on, Andover Central against Hayes, Goddard against Emporia, Bishop Carroll takes on Valley Center, Mays and Salina South, Mays South and Andover, and then Salina Central and Goddard Eisenhower. Steve, buckle up. Another busy night. I'm ready. I like Substate Week. I do like Substate Week. I like week. scoreboard watching. It's, it's just going to seem strange on Friday night, though. Us not having a McPherson game to do. We'll have to pick another game to go to. Well, we might check out the Teutons. If it's home. not an area game, the Teuton- I kind of want to see Bishop Carroll and Andover Central. Yeah, Xavier can take a game over. Something tells me I might want to go down and watch that one. Yeah, I'd like to see an area team if I'm going to go watch it. Well, we might do that too, but we'll, yep. we'll have to make our executive decision. Okay. Get the word from the people upstairs. That's right. All the very important people upstairs. Casey? Well, she's still, she's still down the it's ground probably level. Mitchell. It's yeah, probably Mitchell. Mitchell, the man upstairs. He's a rock star. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight inside the Roundhouse. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well,